Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church Podcast. We're so excited you've decided to join us. Now let's dive into our series, Fresh. Fresh. Isn't that awesome? Think about that. Anybody like a fresh cup of coffee in the morning? How about this? Some of you, I remember when I was in college, I hardly ever changed my bedding. I know that sounds crazy, but listen, when I was a college student, I never changed my sheets. But now, when my wife changes, when I help her change sheets, is there nothing better than new fresh sheets in your bed? Think about that. A shower. The word fresh brings up so many fresh orange juice, fresh um, think when we say we got to go someplace, we got to go and freshen up first. Uh, it's, it's, you, have, you have bad breath. You need to have fresh breath. Uh, think about all the ways we use that. When we go outside, we need some fresh air. It's interesting. We start a new year, and as soon as that ball drops, doesn't it just feel fresh? Think about the first snowfall. It feels fresh. Think of all times, and my hope for you in this series is the same way you feel about a fresh cup of coffee, the same way you feel about a fresh sheets on your bed, is the same, time, same way you feel about waking up with the Lord and feeling fresh this morning with the Lord. Because can I just tell you, we all need fresh starts. We need a fresh year. Some of you need a fresh perspective. We need a fresh start to today. Maybe yesterday wasn't a good day for you. Maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed or a dirty bed, and today's a fresh start. It's interesting how you look at it is that we just need to be fresh. So what is it about me? Think about this. As we think about the new year, what is it about me that will keep me from becoming the best me that God intended for me to be? And I, and I think about that question as we look into this year, like, what is holding me back from becoming what God has called me, created me to be? What's holding me back from everything? That, is it something I need to let go of, or is it something I need to add? Is it something I need to lay down, surrender? And so the question I have for all of us this morning is, do you need a fresh start today? Do you need a fresh start in your life, in your heart Maybe you say, I want to be done with 2020. I need a fresh start. Maybe there's some mistakes or some pains and you need a fresh start. And so, but I want to say this before we jump in the series. Before we set goals and before we um, uh, go and say, we're going to do this and this is our New Year's resolution, we need to first listen to what the Lord is speaking to us and to you. Um, before you sign anything up for anything before you jump on that new membership, before you buy that new fancy gadget on your home shopping network, before you do anything, maybe you just sit down and pray. Maybe you sit down and say, God, before I set my agenda for the year, before I set the goals I think or the resolutions, God, what are you challenging me on this year? It's interesting is that we need to give God the best and the first part. We talk about this in tithe and offering, that we set the, the best 10% to the Lord. And we say, God, the first fruits is yours. When I do pre-marriage counseling and marriage counseling, one of the things my wife and I always talk about is we always talk about budgeting. 
And the first one, of course, everybody talks about budgeting your finances. You need to have a budget. One of the things we talk about, too, is budgeting your time. Like, you don't have a certain amount of time, just like money. you got to budget your time. And the other one we talk about is budgeting your energy. Because you can be spent all day, and you come home, and now you're spent when you come home, and you're crabby to your family, and you, you just spent it all. And so you got to learn how to budget your energy. And when we look at time, if we, wanna, if we believe in giving God our best 10% of our finances, we also need to give God our best 10% of our time. And now, I think about this way. What if you gave God the best 10%, the freshest part of your fresh start? I need to surrender. And this is why I believe in January, early on, let's get in the habits of our own life that we give, start giving God our best part of our day. We give God the best part of our year. We give God the best time to speak into our lives. It's interesting as we look at this because some of this may look differently, but I do believe we all need to fast. Fast is letting go of something and not doing something to pursue the Lord. Maybe for you it's a food fast. Maybe for you it's a phone fast or a Netflix fast or whatever. Maybe, maybe it's surrendering media or maybe it's something else, but maybe God's just saying, I don't want you to be doing this Portion. I just want you to give to me, but whatever it may be, I'm challenging you, one, to surrender something, to let something go for a while, but also to pick up something. Because it's not just about getting rid of things in your way, it's about picking up healthy things. It's about picking up a pen and a journal and writing down your thoughts. It's about picking up your Bible. It's about picking up and listening to worship music. It's about praying, going for spiritual walks. It's about seeking the Lord. I think we have to learn to unplug to plug in to the Lord. Amen? And this is what I believe about a spiritual fast because it's, the irony about it is that unless we're plugged into the Lord, a TV is boring also if it's not plugged in. There, we need to be plugged into the source. And so we need to be plugged in saying, Lord, I'm going to give this to you to, to focus on the things of you. And I think we just need to give God that. So what is God asking of you or saying to you about now and this year? What is God saying to you about your family? What is God speaking to you? What did you drop the ball on in 2020 that got, that's going to be used for your testimony in 2021? What is, because what is, you can start writing a new script for your story. What are the things that God's going to reveal to you in 2021? What's the verse that God has spoken over you for this year? I think about this. Sometimes God speaks a word over you. Sometimes there's a key verse. What is God speaking over you for this year? I'm going to just stand up this morning. I'm going to read a verse, and this is a verse that's going to be over this series. I'm going to use the whole time. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. One of my favorites. Here's how it goes. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. That is awesome. We can just drop the mic right there. The steadfast love of the Lord. His mercies never come to an end. And it says, they are new every morning. And like the song goes, new every morning, great 
is your faithfulness, O Lord. I love that because it starts by saying, God, your love is steadfast. Your love never ceases. So hear me out. I want you to pay attention to this. When it says that the Lord's love is steadfast, it means that it doesn't waver in intensity. It doesn't lose. It is fully 100% he's in love with you. It doesn't pull back. It, 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 it's, there are never a moment where God's love for you doesn't dry up. It, and at every moment, God's love for you is at max capacity, that he is in love with you. He cannot love you any more or any less than he does at this minute right now. That his love is steadfast, that because you are in Christ, God loves you with that same intensity. And my love as a person can become fickle, but his isn't. He is steadfast in his love for you. And so it's amazing about that. The Lord is great in love. That's the first part. And then it says this, God's mercies are new every morning. Can I just tell this? The Hebrew word for this is this, kadash, which means refreshing. It means, that new word means to fresh, new, to rebuild, to restore. Lord, I pray for every single person in this room that we may leave here more fresh than we came. Lord, so many people, even in their own hearts, feel stale, dried up. Lord, that's not what we're called to live. We're called to be fresh in the things of you. And I thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, before you grab a seat, turn to somebody and share what Zach always says, which is, Stay positive, test negative. And then grab a seat. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> I love this. Mercies are new every morning. Isaiah says this. It's not going to be on the screen, but I want to share this verse. Isaiah says, behold, I will do a new thing, says the Lord. Now it shall spring forth. It shall, you shall know it. I will never make it away in the wilderness. I will make a way in the wilderness. Rivers in the desert. Every morning, God's rivers of mercies flows fresh into us every morning. Every morning is fresh. Does that mean just again and again and again? It actually, when you look at Hebrew, it means not just again and again, it means different every single day. That there is different mercies that God has for you every single morning. That his mercies are new, different. It's like a snowflake. It's different every single. His mercies are different than they were yesterday. It's a brand new mercy on your life today. Today's mercy is different than yesterday's mercy. It's different. His mercies are new, different, hear me out, and fresh every single day. Now, if you have your calculator in your phone, if you want to figure this out, take out your calculators. I figure this out. Take how old you are, how many years you are, times 365. Do that math. Some of you can just do this in your head. And then whatever your birthday was this year to now, you know what I'm saying, figure out those days. I did mine this morning. Mine is 15,190 since I've been born. That means that's how many mornings I've, been, I've had. That means how many fresh 
in different mornings of mercy God has given me upon my life. That means 2021 is not just a fresh start. That means today is a fresh start. That means every single morning you wake up is a fresh start. That means when you wake up and you're feeling wrong, you just got to remind yourself, today is a new day, and this is the day that God has created. Today's new. His, every day is a fresh start. You messed up on your marriage yesterday? That's okay. Well, not okay. Let's work it out. But today's a fresh start. You were crabby at your kids yesterday. Today's a fresh start. You missed the mark yesterday. Today's a fresh start. You will never come to the end of God's mercies because his mercies are not just new, but they're different every day. So we got to start fresh today. Nobody, I love this, this is a quote that says, nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. No better time to start your writing, your future story than today. God will finish, but you need to start. You need to start fresh today. You need to surrender and you don't have the faith to finish. Now listen, you, you don't have the faith to finish. You only have enough faith to start. And we need to say, listen, not only do we need a fresh start, but we need fresh faith. I think in our lives that even our walk with the Lord gets stale because we get stale. We need to get some freshness in our bones here. There's no other time to start this than today. The way you get started is not just talking about it, but doing something. So what is the one thing that you need to begin today? What is the one thing that you need to surrender that is, a, is making you grow stale in your faith? What is the one thing that you need to lay down today? And I believe that we all need to take a faith step that we all have next steps, a faith steps. And so my encouragement for you is take at least one faith step a day. Does that mean today and only today? I said, no. What if every day, what if our challenge to this year was saying, what is the faith step I'm going to take today that I didn't take yesterday? What, I'm, what am I going to do today in my walk with the Lord to get me further than I was last year? What is my faith step today going to look like? What is the step in my journey going to look like? Because it's not just the start, it's, it's these faith steps. And so it needs to start today. It's interesting what happens after Christmas. Like sometimes they call it the post-Christmas blues. Um, decorations come down. We have family and friends. This year, of course, was different with COVID, but um, some of you, if, raise of hands, honestly, whose decorations and tree is already down? Raise your hand. Crazy. Mine's going to come down in May. <laughs> Just kidding. Probably not kidding. <laughs> how, how I work is this. We finished our basement this year, and so I told Jane, one of my purposes of having a basement is so we can celebrate Christmas early downstairs with a fake tree. We've always wanted to have, we love real trees, and so we went Christmas tree shopping this year after Thanksgiving. But my Christmas tree and decorations were up downstairs in a basement probably around Halloween time. 
I love Christmas. I love the holidays. And so for some of you guys take down, as soon as Christmas Day is over, you're taking down everything. And I'm like, I love, we live the Christmas tree up all night. Like, I love a Christmas tree. It's interesting how all of us work, though. Some people are just moving on. Let's just move on and get moving past. And some people want to linger there. But no matter how you look at it, it's a different season. It, it, it changes. There's a shift. And, um, and so some people have real trees. And this, listen, this sermon's not about trees, but I'm getting to my point here. Who, who has a fake, who uses fake Christmas trees? Raise your hand. I'm not going to judge you. I have one. Who uses real ones? I have a real one too. Look at that. It's interesting because there's a big difference between fake and real. Well, yeah, we have a real one upstairs and it, it, it drinks a lot of water, that's for sure. And I just want to share a few things. One is you have a fake tree, they call it artificial tree, and you decorate it with lights and ornaments, and, but it's not real. I've had some friends who actually put those uh, evergreen air fresheners in their trees and make sure it smells like an evergreen tree, but it's not real. It doesn't, it doesn't have it, but it, does, it is pretty. And so it's interesting. It may look real, but it's not really alive. It may look the part, but it's not really alive. Um, it's kind of like some of us spiritually, we kind of fake it till we make it. It's kind of like we can look the part, we can dress up and look good on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, it's, you know, the realness comes out. It's interesting how to look at it because I think that's where we've got to be honest and say, am I, am I like an artificial tree when it comes to my walk with the Lord? Am I, am I being the real thing or just kind of faking it? And then you have trees that are real trees, and so... We can all say we have a real, real tree. The, if you think about a real tree, the irony is this. We cut it down, and you have a dying thing or a dead thing in your house. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like, I love real trees, but when you think about it, it's like all you're trying to do is dead or dying, and you're just trying to keep it so it doesn't decay in your house. And it's not, there's no source going to it. There's a little bit of water going to it, but it's not going to stay alive. It's not going to keep on in your house. It's it's the slow death of the holidays is this tree. So the question I would have for this is you have your one artificial tree that may look the real like real life, but it's not the real thing. And then you have your dying tree that really, it looks the part for a little bit, but it's actually drying up. Slowly decay. There's drying up. And I would say this, and then you have your fresh trees, which are not cut down, which are firmly planted, what's getting nutrients to it, which is growing. Like, I'm not making an argument. I'm always going to have a fake tree. I'm always going to have a real tree. I'm always going to do this stuff. I'm talking about your spiritual life right now, though. Are you a person that you look the part you decorate yourself, you look good, but deep down, pretty distant with the Lord. If I ask you a question like, how has your spiritual life changed who you are? What have you had to surrender to the Lord? What is God speaking to you? Or maybe you've been in church for a while and you just feel like there's a slow, drying season. You just feel like you're sucking all the water up and it's just decaying. I think in order for us to stay fresh, we got to stay grounded. We got to stay in the source. We got to stay alive. 
It's good to come to church on Sundays, but it's really good to be the church on Monday through Saturday. It's really good to go home and seek the Lord for yourself. I would say this, if the only time you're getting a word from the Lord is from this guy on a Sunday morning, you're slowly going to dry up. Here's the deal. You need to have moments with the Lord yourself. This is how you stay fresh. Our faith needs to grow roots. We need to stay fresh in our own life. Not just appear healthy, but we really need to be healthy. I love this. Going back in the Jesus story of his birth, Luke 2, 20, this says the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they have had heard and seen, which were just as they were told. I love this because not only they were told from the prophecies about the coming Messiah, but they got to experience for themselves. It says that they, it was, they got to see for themselves what's going on. On the day, the day before Jesus Christ was born, they were in the fields tending their sheep. And on the day after he was born, they were on the way back to the fields once again. And isn't it interesting? They met Jesus. And it says when they returned back to where they came, they returned praising and glorifying the Lord. So the question I have for us is, what are you going to be like when you return? When you see the Lord and go back? After Christmas and all the lights come down, and hopefully you experience Jesus this holiday season, will you continue to experience Jesus? Does it make you go back to your office and your workplace and your construction and your kids and your school and, and just praising the Lord? Has it done something different in your heart? Seeing Jesus didn't just change their circumstance, it changed them from the inside out. Now, if I can tell you anything, can I just tell you this? When you're making New Year's resolution, Here's what I hopefully that you learned from last year of COVID. Hopefully you learned this. I've shared it many times. It's not what happens around you or to you that's important. It's what's happening in you that's important. Dude, the life can fall apart around you. But the most important thing is what's happening in you. What is God doing in your heart? What is God doing in here? So as we go back, are we going back fresh and glorifying and praising? Leviticus 6, 10 through 13. I'm going to end with this. This is pretty interesting. You can put that verse up on the screen. Many years ago, I used to um, be with a guy named Calvin Olson, who was a mentor of mine, and we used to pray before school and high school and college together. And This is one of the verses he gave me before he passed away. The last time I did devotions with him, he had cancer and passed away. The last time I did devotions with him, I think it was like four months before he passed away or six months before. And this was the verse he um, gave me. When he gave me his Bible, um, this verse was highlighted and scribbled on and everything. And you can tell it meant something to him. And 
One day he gave me this verse, and this is what it says. It says, The priest shall then put on his linen clothes with the linen undergarments next to his body, and they shall remove the ashes of the burnt offering, and that the fire has been consumed on the altar. You know, next part. I'm telling you, as a high school student reading this, I'm going, this is your favorite verse? Are you talking to me? Like, am I supposed to be wearing linens at this point? And then it says, and the place, and place them beside the altar. Then he is to take off these clothes and put on others and carry the ashes outside, outside the camp to the place that is ceremonially clean. Next part. Is there a next part? Is there a next part? No? No. Okay. Okay, there it is. I love this. And this is where it goes. This is, the fire on the altar must be kept burning and it must not go out. Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and to burn the fat of the, of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously and it must not go out. Every morning, the priest would add fire to add fuel to the fire so the fire does not die. He gave this verse one morning. He just says, I want this to be in your heart that it is your responsibility to keep the fire going. Yours. Nobody else's. It is your responsibility because God gives you mercies, new mercies every morning. God is faithful every morning. He loves you every morning. It is a fresh start every morning. But for you to keep the fire burning of passion in your own heart, you need to add your fuel to the fire every morning. If not, the fire will go out. I'm telling you people, this has stuck with me all these years. Mark, come up here and do some worship. This is for the fire to be kept burning. Listen, the question I would have is this. What fuel are you adding to your fire? And can I tell you, after this year, a lot of us are adding some really unhealthy fuel to our fire. <laughs> With all the social media news and complaining, I think we're adding to the wrong fires. Can I be honest? I think we're adding fuel to the wrong fires. I think we're adding fuel to certain political mindsets or certain fears before we start adding fuel to the fire of passion in our own hearts. I think we're getting sucked into the wrong areas when God says, listen, it's not important what happens around you or to you, it's what happens in you. And is the fire dying inside of you? Is, are you no longer feeling fresh? Are you feeling burnt out? And this is what begins to happen. If I were to be honest with you and I say, do you feel fresh on fire or do you feel burnt out and stale? What's the answer? And usually it comes down to what are you focused on? What are you putting fuel in? Where are you adding the fuel? And where are you focused? Are you seeking the Lord? Are you just saying, God, I just want you more today? It's interesting. You take a, an apple, you take a bite of an apple, a fresh, juicy apple. Adam and Eve did this. They took one bite. It says they only took one bite. They didn't eat the whole apple. They took one bite. And as soon as they took that one bite of that fresh apple, it started to decay like that instantly. Can I just tell you this? 
sin will always decay. Sin will always decay. But when you seek the Lord, you will always be refreshed because his mercies are new every morning. Every morning. Everybody stand up this morning. Just be honest. You don't need to close your eyes for this. Let's just honestly. Who needs a fresh start? Raise your hand. Keep your hands up. Let's keep your hands up. Look around the, look around the room. Who needs a fresh start? Everybody. Who needs God's new mercies in the morning? Raise your hand. <laughs> From yesterday. <laughs> All of us. Think about that. What do you do about it? What do you typically do? Maybe you say, I don't feel great. I'm not, I'm not going to go to the Lord right now because I feel dirty. I don't feel like I should. That's the devil. Because he's drawing you in. And he's saying, listen to me. Come clean so you can come fresh. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Make us fresh in the things of you. Holy Spirit, do your work right now. Every single person in this room, raise your hands if they need a fresh start. Everybody's eyes are closed, heads are bowed. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your life and you need to do that, that's one of the best fresh starts you will ever have. I'm just going to look around. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand this morning. Don't be afraid. Just take a few seconds here. All right, everybody repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me in my sins. Give me a fresh start with you. Holy Spirit, fill me up. In Jesus' name. That's you. We, want to, we have Bibles for you. We want to pray with you after service. But I just want to pray. I want to pray a prayer blessing over you this morning. We're going to end with worship this morning. I always want to pray a prayer blessing over you for a fresh start. I pray in Jesus' name right now, Lord, that every single person who raised their hand this morning needs a fresh start. And I pray to teach us, show us what we need to surrender, show us what we need to give to you. Some people are going to read the Bible for the first time. They're going to start a new plan. Some people are, Lord, are going to Lord, look for forgiveness right away. Some people are going to give of their lives. Some people are going to surrender different things. And Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, whatever you speak to us, help us to follow those. Lord, what is our faith step today? What are we going to take a faith step on today? Lord, help us not to be artificial or be fake. Help us not to be something that's dying or stale or drying up, but help us, Lord, to teach us what it means to be fresh because that is our responsibility to stay fresh with you. Lord, to add fuel to the fire every single morning. I pray, Lord, that fuels seeking you. Lord, is praying. 
Lord, I just raise up the people of prayer in this church, in this congregation, Lord, that want to seek your face. We need a fresh move of the Spirit. We need a fresh move of the Lord. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you put a fresh desire in us for this year. Lord, let revival start in my heart, Lord, in each of our hearts. I just pray, do new things. Lord, this is the year of the favor of the Lord. Do new things this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's keep on seeking and do some worship together. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.